in the face of John Collins. Super Bowl champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. Everybody and welcome back to Swoop Radio. I am your host Josh Sanchez, and what a week it has been in the sporting world for everybody. I know it's snowing in the East Coast and also in the Mid Atlantic, but welcome everybody to Swoop Radio for today's podcast. Before I get into any topics, debates, hot takes. Just wanted to let you guys know you guys can tune in on twitch.tv. All you have to do is search swoop radio underscore no swoop underscore rd underscore my fault, guys. And then also for my podcast listeners, tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll pop right up and I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just search swoop radio. And I pop right up. So without further ado, for today's topics, what we're going to get into. So I was thinking about what are some topics to talk about this week. I know obviously we got to get into some Super Bowl talk between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Honestly, the game sucked, but I will get into all that. Literally, that's where we're going to start our show off with today. And then we are also going to talk about what does this mean for Tom Brady and where does he rank among amongst the team sports greatest of all time. And then we also got to get into some stupid Eagles talk because the Eagles are a joke, the joke of the NFL. And I'm also going to get into that and also talk about the Houston Texans and the Sean Watson. Get into more of that. I know a lot of people loved with my hot takes on Jared Goff and also on Carson Wentz and the Eagles last week. So I'm going to continue that and end the podcast with that. So those are our three topics for today's podcast. It's strictly going to be football. So I'm sorry, basketball fans. I'm sorry, baseball fans. We'll get into that as the season gets closer. Um, And I know there's a lot of good games coming on this week. For you guys that are just tuning in, I will also be live streaming the Sixers Trailblazers game tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So be there, guys. I have live bets and um, I, I can't wait. Hopefully, hopefully the bets will come through tonight. But welcome, guys. So for today's first topic, we're going to get into the first topic of today's podcast. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 31 to 9. The game honestly was a snooze fest from start to finish. Um, It was definitely one of the worst Super Bowls I have watched in recent memory. And this goes right up there with Tom Brady's sixth ring where where the New England Patriots beat the Rams 16 to 6 or 13 to 3. Something, some dumb score like that. The game honestly was boring from start to finish. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to give credit when credit is due. 
they completely dominated as like and like i said on last podcast i talked about how when you play against patrick mahomes you're trying to keep him in the pocket and you're trying to get him from making those big plays so you got to make him throw it short and that's what tampa bay did great defensively they got in mahomes's face they took advantage of the Chiefs not having their offensive tackle and Eric Fisher. They're all pro and they completely dominated from start to finish. Uh, Devin White and that linebacking crew was spot on and was great. Uh, they really got in Mahomes' face and also that toe for Patrick Mahomes definitely affected him a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, he wasn't as mobile watching watching the game. He really struggled uh, with his mobility. And that was that was the difference because Mahomes, even with his toe, was making spectacular plays. He was getting hit left and right, throwing off his back foot. His receivers couldn't catch the ball. I, there's a funny video on on Patrick Mahomes. If you guys watch, it's like a parody of like what, how Patrick Mahomes was running for his life in the Super Bowl and how his receivers just couldn't catch it. Travis Kelsey had a couple big drops early in the game. Tyreek Hill really couldn't get open because Tampa Bay, they doubled him. Just like I said that they would, Tyreek Hill was going to get doubled. And it was spot on. The Tampa Bay's defense was spot on from start to finish. And as a sports analysis analyst, I was I was right on. Uh, I do wish that the Kansas City Chiefs offense would have scored at least a touchdown. I don't know. I don't know if anyone took that bet for Kansas City to not score a touchdown. Whoever took that bet is sitting on a yacht or is partying or something because they made bank on that bet. Just just I'm going to be honest. Uh, They who would have thought that the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that averaged over 31 points a game. And in Patrick Mahomes, career, he has never had a game where he's not thrown a passing touchdown in. Who would have thought that this Super Bowl would have been the Super Bowl where Patrick Mahomes does not do anything, does not score anything? Tampa Bay's defense is legit. And you want to talk about one of the best Super Bowl runs? Now, obviously, the New York Giants, their Super Bowl run was the greatest of all time, both of their Super Bowl runs. You beat Tom Brady, especially that first Super Bowl run where They go into San Francisco. They beat San Francisco. They beat Matt Ryan in the first round. And then they also beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. And at the time, the Green Bay Packers were 15 and one. They were coming off of a Super Bowl championship. And the Giants, both of the Giants Super Bowl runs, in my opinion, and also the Ravens run where Ray Lewis got his last ring. Those two runs to me are the top, in my opinion of the recent ones but this current tampa bay buccaneers defense and the one and the run that they went on for this year's super bowl is right up there you can't sit up here and tell me all right so i'll give you washington washington stinks they're seven and nine no disrespect they made the playoffs top five defense in the nfl but their quarterback first start heineke i know he he had a very good game he had a very he had the best game out of rogers breeze and mahomes but you, you know they have no shot. You go into New Orleans. You beat the New Orleans Saints on the road. Drew Brees, first bout Hall of Fame quarterback. Then you go to Lambeau Field. Dominate Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. 
And then you go into the Super Bowl and you don't give up a passing touchdown to Patrick Mahomes. You got to give credit to that Tampa Bay defense. That, that, that front seven, just like I've been saying, Nadamikin Sue, JPP with his seven fingers. That front seven, Devin White, all those guys, man, they have one of the best front sevens in the NFL and they showed it last night. They got in Mahomes' face. So that was the big takeaway that I took. I, I, I was worried about the Chiefs offense a little bit because of the, the missing of the left tackle. And you guys, for you guys to understand football, it, there's more to it than just having the best wide receivers and the best quarterback. The Eagles this year sucked because we had 13 different offensive line combinations. Absolutely terrible. It was awful. You need to have a solid offensive line and a solid defensive line. If you are dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, nine times out of 10, you are going to win the game. That's where the game is won and lost. People love to say, well, oh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, you got Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans on the other side in Tampa Bay. No, it's Eric Fisher. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rookie that they drafted. Only allowed one sack this entire season. Those are the guys. Come Super Bowl, those are the guys that do not get enough talk about, do not get enough respect, that dictate the outcome of games. When the Eagles won their Super Bowl three years ago, we had the best offensive line in football that year. Lane Johnson, All-Pro. Jason Kelsey, All-Pro. Brandon Brooks, Pro Bowler, I believe All-Pro. I have to double check. Jason Peters was a veteran, perfect left tackle, but we all know how he is. He's a first bout Hall of Famer. That was the Eagles offensive line the year they won the Super Bowl. Solid. So that's where my, that was one of my biggest takeaways of this Super Bowl, other than it being so boring. And then I'll get into just some fun topics about the halftime show too, because the weekend, granted the weekend is, he is a great artist, but that Super Bowl performance, it was, it was bad. The, the whole Super Bowl from start to finish was bad. I, I was supposed to go over my friends and watch it, but we had a little, we had a little situation. I was a little hesitant with going. And this was one of the Super Bowls where, all right, it was cool if you just sat home and just watched it because it was boring. No excitement. Tampa Bay. I know the Chiefs went up 3-0. Then Tampa Bay scored that touchdown to Gronk. Gronk ended up with two touchdowns. And now Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski pass Joe Montana and Jerry Rice for the most touchdowns, like passing the touchdown catches in the Super Bowl modern era history. So Gronk and Brady each were making history. Brady ends up winning his seventh ring. Gronk won his fourth. This is the third Super Bowl Gronk. The third Super Bowl Gronk has won where he actually played in 2016. Brady won the ring without Gronk. That was the famous 28 to three Super Bowl. And that was probably one of the best Super Bowls not besides the Eagles Super Bowl of my life there is we were battling it out me and my friends we were absolutely battling out but what's up guys as i'm checking the chat room we got a couple people message message me what's up how are you guys doing 
Um, how do you guys feel about the Super Bowl? I'm going to type this question and I want you guys to answer with your honest feedback. So let me just type that up real quick. About the Super Bowl. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I was bored from start to finish. I was absolutely bored and none of my bets went through. I did call Leonard Fournette having a very solid game. He was balling. Just like I said he would, I said he would get a touchdown and over 70 yards, and that's what he got. I was on it. But I I would, you could ask me a hundred times and I would give you the same answer. You're gonna sit up, like, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for over 300 yards. That's just, that's what he does in his sleep. You can't sit up here and tell me that Patrick Mahomes was gonna throw for not even 250 yards and don't and doesn't even throw for a touchdown in the game? Man, that's why my bet didn't go through. Patrick Mahomes. Chris Godwin only got two catches for nine yards. What? Mike Evans, one catch for 31 yards. What? Like, you, you, that's why betting sports is just, it's, it's, it's a mixture of, all right, you gotta understand analysis, look at the matchups. But then you also got to be lucky. And Super Bowl Sunday, I was not lucky. And I know a lot of my friends weren't lucky either. They were hitting me up like, yo, Josh, like you may have called Leonard Fournette, but this game is boring. And just like uh, just like my boy Elijah, he said that the Super Bowl was also corny as well. I agree. It was corny from start to finish. And the weekend was absolutely horrible. <laughs> the memes of him, like usually... When you have a Super Bowl performance, you usually other people join you. Like I remember Katy Perry and, and the shark guy. I remember Bruno Mars in 2014. He brought out a couple people. Like the weekend did not bring out anybody. And that's where I was like, dang, like, I mean, his Super Bowl performance was all right. Like the weekend is probably one of the best artists within the past decade. And he's been well known. Uh, blind in lights i know he's the number one guy on spotify so like he definitely as an artist is a beast but him as a performer there's certain guys you know that are more they're better off just listening on the radio and hearing their music than seeing them live and that's no disrespect to the weekend but he really he made the super bowl even more corny because i'm like the game's already a snooze fest hopefully at least the halftime performance would be all right so i can be like get hype now it was it was boring it, it was from start to finish it wasn't boring enough to to the point where like i was doing homework in the super bowl like i did two years ago when brady won his six but it I, I was disappointed and who deserves the most credit again like i said earlier the tampa bay defense deserves the most credit i know brady ends up with his with his fifth Super Bowl MVP and also being the first player ever to win two Super Bowl MVPs with two different teams. He he also joins Peyton Manning as the only two quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl with two different teams. Now we all know if we take a little rewind button and go back to 2015, Peyton Manning was absolutely awful in that Carolina Panthers Denver Broncos Super Bowl. Von Miller ended up winning the Super Bowl MVP. And guess who the lineman he went up against? Yeah, guys, that's the same lineman that started at left tackle for the Chiefs. So that lineman, I, I forget his name. I don't know his name off the top of my head. 
but he he was the reason why Von Miller won Super Bowl MVP in 2015. And then he comes to this Super Bowl and he can't block a damn guy to save his life. It was it was murder out there. Patrick Mahomes, every time he dropped back, there was somebody in his face. And he still tried to make great plays. It was it, the play that got the play. It was in the first quarter. The play that I saw that went that like ended up not working out. That's how I knew it was not going to be Kansas City's night. So it was about third down and six, I believe. Tyreek Hill is running a go route. Mahomes escapes the pocket. And as he's getting hit, he chucks it. And it goes right through Tyreek Hill's hands. And, and it would have been a tough catch to make. But we all know, especially in the games like the Super Bowl playoff games in the NFL, those are the type of momentum plays where if you catch that ball, that's the statement. Oh, man, like even though you're on me guarding me, I'm still going to catch it over you. And it just felt like the Kansas City Chiefs just could not hit those plays. Third, another third down. Mahomes gets out of the pocket, throws it on his knees. A dime like Travis Kelsey, who never catches, who never drops the ball, dropped a huge catch. He ended up with over eight catches for 150 yards in the game. But when they needed him to catch the ball, he did not catch the ball. And those were the things that we really haven't seen from the Chiefs the entire year that we saw on Super Bowl Sunday. And as we will get into, I will talk about a little bit more about Tom Brady as we go on with the show. But that's honestly, that's what the game came down to. One play was one team was hitting harder, running faster, getting open, protection, protecting better. Brady was only sacked one time. And I kept telling you guys, you got to blitz through the A gaps. And they did once and they did a couple times. But the Buccaneers did a great job in picking it up. It just seemed like the Buccaneers were just more prepared for the moment. I also know that Andy Reid had to deal with a lot with his son that week. I mean, you're trying to coach a Super Bowl and your son ends up in a huge car crash while he was drinking and he could also hurt. He also could hurt a couple kids from the track from the car crash. I I don't know about you. But I would not really be focused. I don't even know how the heck he was able to coach the game after hearing that after hearing that news. If I found out that my son was being stupid and drank and then almost killed a couple kids, like how are you able to stay focused, let alone coach a Super Bowl? So like I definitely think that was another factor too into the into the year. Like you just Sometimes, man, life always throws curveballs at you. And for Andy Reid, this one was a nasty curve that he had to decide, can I coach this game? Can I not coach this game? And I definitely think that was another factor. But overall, though, it's the players that play the game and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are more prepared. Their coaching staff is absolutely amazing. If you guys have not seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff, Google it. They are literally the only coaching staff in the NFL that has an all-black coaching staff and also has women in their coaching staff. Their offensive coordinator is black. Their all their defensive coordinator is black. A lot of their position coaches are black. It, it, it's an all-minority 
coaching staff led by Bruce Arians, the oldest coach ever to win a Super Bowl now. Gotta give credit when credit is due. So you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We're gonna take a quick break here and we'll get right back. We're gonna, for the next topic, I'm gonna get into where does Tom Brady rank amongst the team sports goats? Not Serena Williams, not Michael Phelps. I'm not gonna put him in that discussion because swimming, because for example, swimming, tennis, that's all individual sports. I'm talking about strictly team sports. We'll get into that in a little bit, but you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Twitch.tv and also on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio. But we'll be right back, guys. Stick around. guys hey guys and welcome to the second topic of today's podcast slash live stream i am your host josh sanchez for you guys that missed the first one i pretty much talked about the super bowl and what the bucks did very well against the chiefs and my honest opinion on the game it was probably one of the worst super bowls i've ever watched other than the rams patriots super bowl a couple years ago so now to the main topic of today's podcast tom brady wins his seventh super bowl title in 10 tries he now has one more ring than michael jordan so where does tom brady rank amongst goats man this is this is tough i mean as i'm as i was taking I took like a five minute break as I was thinking, I was really sitting and thinking to myself, like, where does he actually rank? Because Michael Jordan obviously went six for six, but we all know Michael Jordan, he retired twice. I know this, the first time he retired, it was more due to his dad. And also at the time, like he three-peated and all that greatness. But because of, because of Michael Jordan retiring twice, I gotta put, I gotta put Tom Brady in terms of like legacy and career ahead of him. He had, he's been to four more championship games than he has, and he also won one more ring than Michael Jordan. Now, obviously Michael Jordan has the six MVPs. He has the Jordan brand. And I know Tom Brady is working on his own brand. I know TB Sports is one and also uh, LFG. That abbreviant, I cannot pronounce. I I can't say what it actually means. Just Google. It's LFG. It's less. It's let's bleep and go. So that's another brand that Tom Brady's working on. He has like shirts and apparel for it. But in terms of overall impact in the sport, obviously Michael Jordan and his impact. All, the reason why the Jordan brand, everything is just so so global and world and worldwide the whole nba brand is and jordan brand is because of jordan but in terms of career wise you got to go you got to put brady ahead of him in terms of team sports and also what tom brady has done because jordan's career though he had probably the best peak no one's ever had six titles in eight years 
he didn't have a long career. His career only lasted 15 seasons. Tom Brady has been playing quarterback since 2000, the year 2000 in the NFL. He now he sat out that first year, but Tom Brady has been playing quarterback, starting as an NFL quarterback since 2001. We just finished the 2020-21 NFL season. That is 20 years in the league. And I know he's been in the league longer than that. So just let that sink in. He's been he's been playing quarterback for 21 years in the NFL. 21. And he is the first player ever to win multiple championships after the age of 40 in NFL history. Kareem did it in basketball. Respect. So Tom Brady has the longevity argument. The same argument that LeBron James does. But I'm tired of people saying, I'm tired of hearing, and this is no disrespect to LeBron James, but people love to mention Tom Brady and LeBron James in the same sentence. Tom Brady has won seven titles. Seven. Why is he in the same conversation as LeBron? Tom Brady should be in the same conversation as Michael Jordan. If Because people love to talk about rings. Why, why am I constantly seeing pictures of Tom Brady and LeBron James? No disrespect to LeBron. He's been to 10 NBA Finals. He also, his career is nowhere close to being done. He probably will win another one. But Tom Brady has seven. And Tom Brady also went to a completely different team. The Suckineers. The worst statistically team in NFL history. And he brought them a title. Year one. During a pandemic. No preseason. You can't make this crap up. And he probably had the toughest run to win this title. He had to go on the road. All three games. Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay. All dubs. And then he goes up against Patrick Mahomes and is an underdog in the Super Bowl and dominates him. How is this man even in the same conversation as LeBron right, right now? How? He has to be other than Bill Russell because Bill Russell won 10 titles but Bill Russell played in a league where there was only 8 teams. This man Tom Brady has been playing and winning. He now has a Super Bowl title in 3 decades. The 2000s the 2010s and the 2020s. He has a Super Bowl title in all 3 decades. I know, like, and, and when you look at him, like, he's not athletic. He doesn't, he's not the fastest quarterback. He doesn't have the best arm. But I know if the universe was dying today and I needed to give one athlete the ball, I'm giving it to Tom Brady because Tom Brady is going to throw dimes and set his team up for success. Tom Brady is the system. People love to say, well, oh, oh, New England, Bill Belichick. It was all Bill Belichick. No, this what this title proved is that this man could go to the Jacksonville Jaguars or any scrub organization, bring his people with him 
and they're going to win a chip. All of the guys that scored a Super Bowl touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Gronk, two touchdowns, Antonio Brown, and Leonard Fournette were not even on the team last year. They all joined the Bucs because they wanted to play with Tom Brady. This man is the GOAT. Like, what else does he have to prove? There's nothing else, else he has to prove. And then here's another thing that had me dying. He has so many Super Bowl titles that he was, he had so much to drink yesterday, clearly. He chucked the LeBron, not LeBron, sorry. He chucked the Lombardi trophy, the Super Bowl trophy to Cameron Brake, his teammate on another boat. What if he would have dropped that and the Lombardi trophy would have went down to the water and sunk? Everybody would have been salty. But this man throws dimes on and off the field. It's and and I understand why a lot of people hate because Tom Brady literally has like the perfect life. He has a smoking hot wife in Giselle. She just Google her up. I know she's past her prime now, but she still is a model and a dime. He goes home to that. He has three wonderful kids. He has won a championship in three different decades. I mean, if, if I was a normal day, everyday person, I would hate, I would be hating on Brady too. Just like how people would be hating on LeBron. Like, man, like you just appreciate greatness. That's what the Super Bowl proved and, and what Tom Brady is, what he proved this year. Just appreciate his greatness because I know he has been playing quarterback ever since I was three years old. Since I was three. This man has been throwing the football in the NFL. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. No, two. Sorry, two. It's crazy to think about. Just like LeBron. LeBron entered the league in 03. I was like five years old. Like, it's it's crazy. You just, you just got to appreciate greatness when players go to different teams. And it's not like Brady left the Patriots because they were doing him wrong. Like, or like, or like they weren't winning enough. They won six titles with him, but they did not believe in him. The organization and Bill Belichick did not believe that Tom Brady can continue this. So that's why Tom Brady left. He didn't leave because he wanted to. He left because he knew that Bill Belichick thought did not believe in him anymore. So he goes again to the team with the worst winning percentage in NFL history that has not reached the playoffs since 2007. Not only does he make help them get to the playoffs, he wins them the Lombardi. Like, goodness, like, you just can't make this crap up. Tom Brady now has five Super Bowl MVPs. The next closest is Joe Montana. He has three. Tom Brady has seven. Seven. Oh, goodness. Can't even point out the right fingers. Seven. Lombardi trophies. The next closest person has four. The next closest quarterback has four in Joe Montana. Now, Tom Brady has to rank as the number one team sport athlete. In terms of being a winner, Tom Brady has, in my in, in my opinion, passed Michael Jordan in all those reasons. And Tom Brady's been at his peak for his entire career. 
you guys got to remember in the early 2000s, Tom Brady led the league in passing touchdowns with 28. That's how much defense was played when Tom Brady entered the league. So now that you're seeing guys throw for 50 touchdowns and stuff, part of that is due to the rule change and also more player safety. But like that's today's game. Tom Brady dominated in that era and he's and he threw for 40 touchdowns in, in this past year in the regular season and had 50 touchdowns total at the age of 43. Come on, guys. You, you just can't. You just got to appreciate greatness when greatness is here. Tom Brady is the GOAT. And that's it. And he's not done. He probably has another two, three years left in him. He wants to play quarterback past 45. And if there's one guy that I know that can do that, it's Tom Brady. And I, it's, it's insane. It is literally insane. But we're going to conclude today's podcast. I wanted to talk a little bit about Carson Wentz and the trade. I know the Eagles were talking about, oh my God, it's a it's a done deal in Philadelphia because the Eagles are stupid. Howie Roseman is stupid. Just letting you guys know that right now. Oh yeah, Carson Wentz is going to be traded in a couple of days. Still hasn't been traded. You know why he hasn't been traded? Because teams know that you're desperate because Carson Wentz wants out. So you have no room for negotiating. So teams are going to give you a crappy offer because they know that you eventually you're going to take it because you're going to have to take it. There's no leverage. So apparently here's the two teams that are that want to trade for Carson Wentz. And that makes the most sense. The Indianapolis Colts, because of Frank Wright and also Philip Rivers announced his retirement. Carson Wentz would fit perfectly for Indianapolis. And another team is the Chicago Bears. Both teams are willing to trade up, just trade and give up one first round pick and also like a player. As long as the Eagles also give up Wentz and a pick, the Eagles should. Carson Wentz right now is worth one first round pick. He is. Any quarterback in the NFL that is a starter, that has had at least a Pro Bowl season, and that has, even though I know Carson Wentz is coming off of 15 interceptions, absolute garbage, he is a starter in the NFL and. He is at least worth one first round pick. But the Eagles are stupid and they want multiple first round picks, which is why no trades have been accepted yet. I don't want to break the news to you, but you don't have leverage here. Carson Wentz is going to, if he's going to get traded, is going to have to be traded for at least one first round pick because Not only is he coming off of his worst season, but also the amount of money he is going to cost. Carson Wentz signed a four-year, $150 million million contract. So not only does the team that trades for him is going to get Carson Wentz and has to fix him up, but they also need to take on that contract, which is so much money that a lot of teams are like, yo, I'm not going to pay for that. He ain't worth that money. Which is why, again, I don't understand why you would pay a guy that much money and then draft another quarterback in the second round when you just paid the guy over $150 million. It's interesting. Very interesting. Very strange. That's the life of an Eagle fan, guys, in a nutshell. But... 
that's the latest news on Carson Wentz. I know Deshaun Watson. I know if I was him right now, I'd be a little worried because the Texans are not wanting to do not want to trade him at all. It's probably going to get super ugly in Houston as well, man. But Deshaun Watson, it's not Carson Wentz. Deshaun Watson, you'll get at least three first round picks for him. So, all right. So we are going to conclude today's podcast with one final segment. And this one I did not put on the list. Patrick Mahomes. What this Super Bowl does to his legacy, Patrick Mahomes is still a baby goat. But he will never be considered the goat unless he gets to seven Super Bowls. And one of those Super Bowls, he has to beat Tom Brady. So hopefully within the next two years or three years, however long Tom Brady plays quarterback, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to at least get that rematch and get that Super Bowl victory over him. Because as the years go by, Patrick Mahomes, and as the more titles Mahomes wins, because let's be honest, Mahomes is a beast. He's probably going to win more than one Super Bowl. It's going to come down to, can you beat Tom Brady, the GOAT? And in Patrick Mahomes' career in the playoffs, He has lost both times to Tom Brady. The 2018 AFC title game he lost, and then he also lost in this year's Super Bowl. If you want to be considered the GOAT, you got to be able to beat the GOAT. And that's something that Patrick Mahomes failed to do this year. If he would have won this Super Bowl, oh man, the GOAT conversations are starting. But since he lost, that talk has ceased and subsided because we all know who the real goat is and that is Tom Brady alright guys so this concludes today's podcast thank you guys for tuning in to my live stream I appreciate it a lot I know it's been a while it's over 40 minutes long but thank you guys I hope I entertained you guys well enough tune in every Friday podcast wise on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, just search Swoop Radio and I pop right up. For my Twitch fans and people that want to watch on watch the video version of the podcast, tune in every Thursday at 1:30 Eastern Time. 1:30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm your host Josh Sanchez. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Stay safe, and this is Josh signing off. Swoop